This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 all right, we're at the 2019 Iowa Deer Classic, Des Moines, Iowa. We're in the Working Class Bowhunter booth, along with the Heroes Hunting booth. We uh, we got a combo booth this That's year. Right. It's awesome. This has been great. We're actually out on the floor right out of that dungeon that we used to record in. I uh, get to see everybody walking by. So I'm Steve, Kurt. What's up? Eric. How's it going? Uh, let him introduce himself, go Steve. No, that's a... Go ahead. Mother. <laughs> go ahead, man. Dusty Stag. Where are you from? Uh, South Louisiana. And then South now you're, you're living yeah. up here now. Kansas City, Missouri. You're a Midwestern yeah. boy now. That's what they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I call them Yankees. Well, yeah. I call them Yankees. Welcome to Bush Light Country. Would you like a Bush Light, actually? No, I'm good right now. Thank <laughs> Steve, can I get you a Bush Light? I'm good for now. Thank you. Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, Steve Stoff from Minnesota. And someone's going to have to help me translate for Dusty on it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you guys are opposite spectrums there. Good thing. All right, well, yeah. you guys listen to the show, and we just said, hey, let's do a, a quick one. 
Really? That's it? We're yeah, just bullshit. Right, see came you in. later. Is that something right, cool? <laughs> Good <laughs> to have you guys here. Yeah, Signing we, off. We had you guys yeah. in the booth, and you were telling us just about, like, <laughs> snapping turtles. Because uh, I ask you, are you afraid of alligators anymore? You know, now you don't got any predators it's like in tip, Kansas it's City. It's typical just Iowa t- classic conversations. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, alligator snappers, huh? Oh, yeah. How about the things that, you know, it's just like, yeah, let's hop on a podcast. So uh, what? Uh, let's start with you, because now you came from Louisiana to Kansas City where there's actually some monster deer, Monsters. potentially. How uh, How's that transition been? Have you picked up any hunting property yet? Or I've been hunting up here since 2008. Okay. Nice. So, oh, nice. Uh, I hit Iowa, Louisiana, Mississippi, Illinois, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, Basically, all of those states every year. Damn. All I do is from October, middle of October till December, I travel and hunt. Damn. So you're yeah. a taxidermist. Yes, sir. So t- talk about that, your business, a little bit. Give it a uh, plug, man. Well, I, I don't really, I don't have a business here yet because mm-hmm. I left, you know, the business back home. Right. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to keep doing it. Really? You know, it's one of those things that you do yeah. it. You never quit doing it, but I don't know if I'll make a business out of it up uh-huh. here. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, this that. is a spot for game heads, you know, Iowa, Illinois. There is. Minnesota. A lot of competition, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of guys. everywhere. It is. And, yeah. and the price the price difference from here to down there is a big difference. Guys do it really? for a lot cheaper here, it seems like. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. I, I pictured it to be the opposite just because. It, it's not. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I, I went to game head school at Joe Meter's place. I did, too. You did? Yeah. I no took shit. Meter's class about seven eight years ago no shit yeah you, i couldn't find a guy to put me in a booth or or show me anything at yeah. all probably 12 different taxidermists nobody would help me it was dude, it was high level i thought it was good it was fast paced i learned a lot the one guy that showed me a little bit he said if you take joe Meade's class he said you'll learn more than i learned in the last 40 doing it by myself yeah really? so i took it saying something yeah i worked when i was laid off from my other job i worked with mark reif our buddy that's a taxidermist when i was laid off for three months and Learned a lot there, and then the podcast just got busier, and then I just said, you know, I'm never going to do it for a living because you have to crank out 90 a year, then do fish and birds, and that, it's a, that's, that's overwhelming. It's a lot of work for, uh, you know, an okay amount of money. Yeah. It's, right, it's right. one of those deals you either have to bust your balls or... Right. You know, you're not going to make any Well, Mark always says people would bitch about the price of stuff. He was like, well, what would you pay yourself an hour doing this? You know, that's, that's the thing. You really can't uh, you can't pay yourself an hour. If you had to pay yourself an hourly wage, you'd be in a nine hundred dollar range to, yeah. to mount a deer. With the yep. the way shipping is now, it costs me over a hundred bucks to get everything yeah. I need to mount the deer. Right, and then you got twenty plus hours in a deer. Yeah, that's crazy, you know, from man. Start to finish, so people that, don't people don't realize how much it actually goes into mounting a deer. You know, they just think yeah. you just take the skin and slap it on there, and you're done. Is, yeah. no. is there paper more, mache now? Right. Is there more working? Because uh, I watched a video I shared with Mark. Uh, I was just watching this guy. Was I think he was down in the Louisiana area. And he was just showing how he like tans hides and stuff, uh, snakes, alligators. How hard is that process? Did you ever dabble in that? I've never done the tanner report. Mm. I tan all my own hide just because uh-huh. it's uh, it's one more thing that costs. You know, you don't make a profit. You send a hide yep. off. It costs you anywhere from sixty to one hundred and twenty dollars to get it tanned. That's less off the top, right, so I do right. it all myself. <laughs> okay. I try to do about anywhere from 15 to 30 deer heads a year. Try to just stick nice. with deer. Damn. You just so, do, nice. you just only do deer? Only do deer. Yeah. That's cool. Steve, what's up? Let's talk about what's you a little on? bit. The How good Steve. 
The good Steve. This Steve over here. Yeah, we sucks. don't want to talk yeah. about Steve Moore. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to talk about. It. You Steve's run good. some Minnesota stuff up there on online. Yeah, I'm uh, admin and president of the Minnesota Hunting Club, which is about a twenty-five thousand member social group, a nice. nonprofit, nice. and uh, it's a right now a hobby that takes up a lot of my time. And I'm <laughs> yeah. down here on their behalf today, and yeah. Uh, very familiar with you guys. I've tried to connect your group with that group. and Yeah, thanks for letting us share episodes and, and all that in there. Uh, but you guys were very helpful for me when I got into sh- shooting a bow and uh, relatable. And it was not a, uh, wasn't super scary to listen to your podcast to learn how to shoot and uh, to get into the into the sport itself. Right. Nice. Uh, you thanks, know, you man. walk around to some of these booths and you're, like, overwhelmed with the technicality of things. Yeah, and yeah. At the end of the day, like you say, just go shoot your bow. But right. Yeah, it's right. as simple as that. I know that's a big push, you know. Try to get new people in to, to what we're all obsessed yeah. with here because it doesn't seem like hunter numbers are going down when you're at a place like this. Yeah. But it's the whole state comes to this show that that are hunters. So, but really, it is. It doesn't even though it doesn't seem like it. Our numbers are going down, so we got to do something to change. And, and what a beautiful segue because that's exactly what the Minnesota Hunting Club is about: is bringing new people into the sport of hunting. Yeah. That's the main mission, whether that's youth or adults. And sponsoring hunts, uh, we've set up people with gear That's to awesome. get into the sport. We've sponsored uh, young kids at national trap shoots and that sort of thing. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, but that's the whole goal of our group is to, to build up the youth and get more people into the outdoors and hunting in Minnesota. Very well, that's cool, what I think, man. too, about Iowa is cool. Like, at our local high school, they started a trap, a trap team, and they have an archery team now. And, like, they didn't have that when I was growing up. They, we didn't have anything like that. It's so cool that they're actually introducing that to the, yeah. to the schools now. And then that one county in iowa is doing it's like mandatory to take the hunter safety yeah. course that's in their, in their high school now so i think that should be everywhere yeah i think so too and uh shooting sports in minnesota is the fastest growing high school sport really yeah just trap yeah. shooting yeah. yeah that is cool it yeah it's it, and i'm glad it's big in iowa a kid i work with actually went it got a full scholarship for uh for skeet shooting and yeah. Dude, they didn't have any of that shit. They that, was just, that was 10 years ago when I was in high school. Yeah. They didn't have anything. No, they and didn't it, have anything like that when I was there. And it, 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 pissed, it kind of pissed me off that, you know, that was, that's something. I, wasn't, I didn't play sports. I didn't do any yeah, extra activities and shit. But I'd be like, that's something I would get into. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if they well, had yeah. archery, but they're like, no, nah, it's too dangerous. But, yeah, we'll let kids get CTE with uh, football. Jeez, <laughs> right, you know? right. Well, there's just I, like there's the, the sport kids that played sports, which is cool, but. It's not really relatable to me because I wasn't into it. I always did individual sports like hunting, archery. If I could, had, if I was thought about starting an archery league, but I went to not a not a city school, but kind of a city school, and I was like one of the only big big hunters mm-hmm. at school out of six hundred kids in my class. So it had been me and two other kids, you know, and right, right. I had to go to the anime club and pull some of those guys in. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy to me. We had 50 kids in my grade and about 25 more hunters. You yeah. Know, we have a group of right. kids that go duck hunt before school, throw the ducks in the fridge, come yeah. home and clean them right yeah. after school. That, yeah, see, that's life. awesome. We were talking to Ross Bigger and Austin Chandler about that, and they're like, dude, everyone hunted. They gave us, like, Fridays off on during shotgun season and stuff. Like, <laughs> I guess now they did it, they call it deer day. And they give them the opening day of firearm season off, which is awesome. That's crazy. Because he's going to go hunting with, the, you know, he or she is going to go hunting with their their parents or uncle or cousins. They ain't going to be at school anyway, so yeah. Yeah. give them a day off. Yeah. But oh, they probably looked at it and they're like, oh, there's four people here. Yeah, but, but <laughs> and the they're cool, all yuppies. Yeah, yeah but, they, but the cool kids always get October 1st off. Just want to throw that I'm going to make you all laugh. The little town that I went to school in, 
they shut down the school for squirrel day. No, really? <laughs> opening day of squirrel season because none of the boys would go to school. They'd all go off to the camp with their dad. That's awesome. They started putting it on the calendar. A squirrel the day. Squirrel <laughs> shut down. Squirrel, squirrel day. day. Squirrel day. <laughs> well, I mean, off. that's awesome though. I yeah. mean, you can't tell us not to. Well, you couldn't tell me not to do it. Yeah, right. I got lucky. Right. Our high school started doing the year round thing, so every semester i think it was, it was like every six weeks you got two weeks off yeah yeah so uh, october yeah. 1st what it fell on that so i'd have first two weeks of october to hunt that'd be nice and i would just disappear when i was like 16 by myself bow hunting my dad's at work still i was going out that's how i learned really a lot of like how to hang a stand effectively on my own and and then i'd shoot a deer and call my dad and be like Hey, I need some help. And he, he, he lived, or he worked like two hours away, did the drive. He's like, well, I can't fucking help you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you better figure it out. Yeah, it's like, you better drag the thing out. You went hunting. So I got it. I remember I got a shot a 10-pointer October 1st one year <laughs> and drug it out. And I had a Jeep Cherokee, and I laid a tarp out and drug them inside that somehow and hauled them around town so and showed them off. That's why you just throw them on the roof. I should have. Yeah, but the 17-year-old Kurt, I was yeah, like, yeah, skin yeah, and yeah. bones. I wasn't getting a, a buck on top of the roof <laughs> of a Jeep Cherokee. Hey, but, you, but, you got, but you got a giant buck up in the pickup bed uh, this year. So you're, you're stronger, man. I broke my fucking back doing it. <laughs> it was like three days after. Dude, my back is killing dude, I, me. Dude. Have you guys ever pulled a buck in the back of a, a pickup truck by, <laughs> by yourself? <laughs> I had him over, and you know, like if you go head first, if, if you've already cleaned them, which I... I hadn't cleaned them yet because I didn't want to clean oh, them in that spot. Yeah, and you know how you go to pull them up and their back legs sag on the tailgate, oh, yeah. and you can't get them. I did that and I just grunted through it. And I swear I heard my back just. Shh, it was like right past that rib cage uh-huh. when that comes up on the uh, tailgate, and the uh, rest of it's just like uh, dead weight yeah. hanging there. I did it three times, got it up. Last time I'm like, "Don't be a pussy," and I just <laughs> gah, powered through, ripped my back apart. I swear. <laughs> he put his headphones in and played some uh, heavy metal rap mix. I got all adrenaline yeah. up. Dusty can't relate, man. They just grabbed the Louisiana deer by the scruff and throw them in the back. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. 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 I don't know, man. We got some pretty big deer along the river. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you get yeah. yeah. They'll get over yeah. 200 pounds. We've, we've got really? multiple 200s every year down yeah. there. You just don't hear about it. Yeah. Uh, age structure is a little off. You know, our right. average deer is probably year and a half, two and a half, whereas up here it's three and four. Yeah. 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 That's the only thing hurting us. If we could get uh, Louisiana to do what all the Midwestern states do, We'd rival. How many? Yeah. Uh, how many deers could you shoot a year? You can down? shoot six now. Sure. When I was a kid, you could. Shoot, <laughs> when I was a kid, you could shoot six bucks or does. Didn't matter. <laughs> and about seven years ago, we switched to three bucks and three does, uh, or two bucks and four. Man, does, that's part of the damn. part of the problem, though. Probably. I don't know. It I don't is, know. And a, like a ninety-day rifle season. It, it's a ninety-day rifle season. It is unbelievable how many days of rifle season we have. Down that's there. more than bow season, probably. It is. Wow. Our bow season in some parts of the state opens up September fifteenth. Most of the state opens up October 1st, but we run clear to February 15th. When, when, when's bow season start in Minnesota? Uh, Mid-September. Like really? September 15th September 15th, and yeah. it's uh, through the end of December. There's no January okay. hunting in Minnesota. Is, is Wisconsin the same, do you know? I believe it's the same. Okay. I, I don't think either Minnesota or Wisconsin go into the following year. Well, what are the chances of shooting a velvet whitetail in Minnesota? Very, very slim. Very slim? Really? Yeah, very slim. Probably... 80% of them are out by the time opening yeah. day starts out. Yeah, Because yeah, that velvet is weird, man. It can be like a day and it's gone. Well, yeah, because you guys hunted them like that when, in Nebraska. <clears throat> yep, and the guys, uh, it was a week before, and they said 90% of the deer out there, the uh, muleys, were in velvet still. And when we got there, 90% of them didn't have any velvet. Yeah, yeah. The only velveted deer you see in Minnesota that get killed are usually your antler does. Oddly. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. 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 they don't yeah. have that testosterone level to tell him hey it's time to shred this velvet off right our yeah. buddy trevor shot an antler doe and she had he thought 
Well, he had trail cam pictures of her before, but didn't know she was a doe. And it was the same rack because she didn't shed or nothing. And the, the antlers were, like, super brittle. Like, when he shot her, he broke a tine off just because it just snapped clean oh, off. Oh, it's probably just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yep. yep. It's I've crazy. I mounted a deer. A buddy of mine killed a few years ago. He killed it in, uh, I believe, early November. Still had velvet. And it oh, didn't, yeah. actually didn't oh. have a testicle sack. No shit. Had, had The two testicles were there, but it was just in the, you know. Really? never developed that. Just didn't really. have the testosterone nope. pumping through. The little, little deer would bump it off. Yeah, it yeah. took him a while to kill it. But no aggression, huh? None. <laughs> Zero. Killed it's the like eating Steve, corn. Steve, man. Steve. Yeah, Steve. He the Steve the He's like, dude, listen, I don't want any trouble. I'm going to go over here and listen, what'd you say? All right, never mind. I'm out. I'm out. Well, it's <laughs> a nice thing, too, in Louisiana. If you can shoot three of either or two of one and four of the other, it doesn't matter. You don't have to worry which sex the deer identifies with. You can just kill it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Smoke it anyway. It doesn't matter what your testosterone levels are. It's, just, it's just mind-blowing that all these states have so many different it's like hard like to keep rules. track of yeah, it all. It's crazy. And that's it why I feel like if you, I mean, you have traveled around everywhere, and obviously you're going to be well read on everything. You know, you, your whole life is taxidermy. How, man, how much reading do you do before you go to a state, or do you decide you, you want to go to a state and you just? I guess I do about like I mean? everybody else does, man. I I focus on big deer. So I I look at the county, see which county's killing mm-hmm. the biggest deer. And yeah. If I'm doing a public land deal, you know, I I do that and narrow it down, but. Uh, I try to lease property is what I try to do. Sure, yeah. so I'll, if I can find a piece in that county, I lease it and I'll go look at it. So I might come up four times a year mm-hmm. and only hunt for four days when I'm here. Yeah, right now, so. yeah. And, he, and uh, your wife puts up with that? She hunts. She killed a giant this year, seven and a half year old, Ooh, 165 really? inches. Ooh, Maybe we no should have had her on. Yeah, hey, yeah. Actually, you want to put the mic on her? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thanks, boys. Appreciate you hopping yeah, on. Quick yeah. kind of a little fly-by episode. I appreciate all the support and listening to the show. I don't know why. I don't know why you guys do it, but I, I appreciate yeah, it. It's really not that good. It's not yeah, that it's good. Nice. Hell no, it's, it's really not, not that good. He, he, he wanted to hop on one. He's like, dude, I got to help you guys. I'll make it better for you. <laughs> you guys got anything to add? Free close out? Anybody? Oh, any shout outs or anything? Where you know where do we find um, Minnesota Hunting Club on Facebook, Instagram. Group, yep, um, Instagram. Yeah, cool. Simple. Twitter, Snapchat. Uh, no, Tinder, Grinder, <laughs> Grinder Space. Grinder's big. Grinder's popular up in Minnesota. <laughs> do you have a social media or anything? I do plug? Instagram, man. Yeah, what's your plug? Dusty Stag. Just okay. Dusty Stag. All cool. Right, cool. Well, I think that's, we'll close her out there. Yep. All right. Awesome. Thank you know you what all. to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.